Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. That was the 14th game of the season for West Virginia University basketball. It was in Houston, Texas against the Houston Cougars. And ouch. Ouch from a production standpoint. Let's not even talk about basketball. At a minimum, in the year of our Lord 2023, I want to know what the score is. And We didn't have a score on the screen until the second TV timeout. So eight minutes into the game, you're watching a game. The announcers are not talking about the score, really. And, I mean, you're watching it and you know West Virginia is losing, right? But it's, it's not on the screen. You pay extra for ESPN Plus and Big 12 now. That was a 34-point loss. <laughs> Couldn't see the score for the first eight minutes of the game, and West Virginia never had a chance in this one. And that's in less than a calendar year, less than 12 months, that's two 34-point losses. And I was in the house for one of them. They were both in the state of Texas. Last year, it was in Austin. That game in Austin was over sometime in the first half. And it was the same here. And in this one, you know, a different cast of characters. And in this one, West Virginia offensively, they were trying to do the same stuff over and over. And they were expecting to get a different result. (laughs) That's, I think the word insanity comes into play when you say a phrase like that. But the pick and rolls went nowhere. Houston smothered that. West Virginia could not make them pay for the double team on the pick and roll. And they kept trying. And sometimes when it was, I'm air quoting, working, it involved a skip pass to a to Quinn Slazinski, who was open. This was an open shot that he was getting multiple times. He was the only one getting a good shot. And he, and he missed almost all of them. And that's unfortunate. But against an aggressive defense, you have to be aggressive. And West Virginia offensively, I would argue, outside of a little bit in the second half, was not aggressive offensively. 
They got bullied by that Houston defense. Everything West Virginia got was contested or it was far away from the basket or both. It was contested and far away from the basket. A lot of isolation against an aggressive defense. And you saw how that went with Noah and with Raekwon. It went poorly. And they finally started getting it close to the basket in the second half. A lot of uh, personnel changes. A lot of Kobe and Seth together. A lot of Pat Sumnick in the second half. Seth Wilson was getting to the basket. Did not have that on my bingo card. Getting it to Pat Sumnick. Pat Sumnick, his second game in the row. The only guy really who wasn't getting pushed around and and is playing the part. You know, some of this is just body language of that guy's playing the part. He, I mean, Pat Sumnick got called for a foul. He didn't think he fouled the guy or it doesn't matter. But he stared down the guy, the Houston guy, who was laying on the ground. And West Virginia was down 30-plus at that point. Now, does that? that's kind of weird. But also, it's a body language thing of, like, Pat Sumnick is presenting himself different than everybody else on WVU's team. Everyone. And so it stands out as far as performance, and it just stands out body language. And it's weird to say that 14 games into the season that I'm looking at body language and I'm pointing at Pat Sumnick, and I would say to the rest of the group, present yourself like that guy for the rest of the year. Let's see what the performance is, but just present yourself, and maybe they can't because Pat Sumnick is the strongest guy on the team. Anyway. That was offense. And think about it. The promise offensively with all of these recent additions from various means, it has not been fulfilled yet. That promise is not there. And it may not happen. It may not gel. But it's hard to tell against the best defense in the country, arguably, in Houston. And the way West Virginia was being passive on offense in the first half, and we'll talk about defense in a second. The previous coach would have done a line change. Let's be clear. With the numbers, and it wouldn't have even mattered. I mean, I, I remember uh, Tav- Tavon Horton either starting or playing early in games. He was a walk-on. And, and it was because he did not, <laughs> the previous coach did not like what he saw on the court. And Coach Eilert, I'm sure he didn't like what he saw in the first half, but he did not do the line change. He waited until the second half, and it was already way out of hand before he started started making decisions like that. Defensively, I got to say, and Houston's, Houston's great at basketball. They're, gonna, they're a great addition to the Big 12. They're going to be the top half of the conference. The culture there reminds me of what like a, a a Huggins team with that kind of uh, physical gifts could be like Cincinnati Bob Huggins. But this team, WVU defensively, it looked for the first time 
Well, maybe not the first time. Borderline, I'm going to use the word lazy. And that seems strong, but it's the only word I could think of. I mean, Houston drove baseline at will. I mean, West Virginia was was kind of leading their guy to the baseline without any repercussions. Like, okay, I'm just going to take the baseline and go all the way in. Here comes the double, get it into the paint, and then the most ferocious dunk happens. And that that play happened so many times. It was it was bad. Then you go with the with the change up and you go with zone defense and Houston said, "Great. I'm we're going to throw it to the short corner. We're going to zip that pass to 8 feet from the basket." And then that guy either got it to the basket and scored or just made a couple extra passes somebody's got a wide open shot i mean it was bad and i don't know how that changes either because what does west virginia do defensively they don't create turnovers they don't stay in front of their guy a cook had some good blocks but it those blocks are not enough and he had a number of blocks not enough to mask how bad the defense was against Houston today. It was bad. And I, I I was concerned about that, but I was more concerned about how aggressive Houston is offensive rebounding wise. And that wasn't terrible. West Virginia, it's of, of the one thing you could say is looks like it's improving a little bit. A little bit. They didn't get bullied on the on offensive rebounding. They got out rebounded, but they got the West Virginia got their own offensive rebounds. It wasn't where they got bullied, but they definitely got bullied everywhere else. Everything else involved with basketball, Houston bullied West Virginia. And today it was all a mess. It was all a mess against an excellent team at the excellent team's place. And so so that's that's all true. And so what that's going to make, when I say the next thing, it's going to make me sound like I'm delusional. But that's only one game. West Virginia, yes, they are. They are, the hole is getting deeper. They're now five wins, nine losses. But they're only 0-1 in the Big 12. That's the last time... Hopefully, West Virginia sees Houston. And the next two games are at home. And they're against the Kansas State team that's won 11 games. Four of those 11 games, they've won in overtime. Kansas State, 4-0 in overtime. So they, they come into this game winning 11 games. If they had West Virginia's luck, they would come into this game with seven wins. Uh, you play Kansas State, and then you play Texas, who lost tonight against Texas Tech at home, and who has three losses, all of them by double digits. Uh, I'm not saying West Virginia West Virginia will not be favored in either one of these games, but it's neither of those teams are Houston defensively. So I want to give you 
the path. I mean, we've talked about the math and how it works. And, you know, that team that lost to Texas last year, they made the NCAA tournament. That last year's team that lost by 34 in Austin, they made the NCAA tournament. This team that lost by 34 will not make the NCAA tournament. I feel confident in that. But let me give you an optimistic path for WVU to get the 500 in Big 12 play. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I mean, to me, this is best case scenario and something you could be proud of. Nine and nine in, in the toughest conference in America. Extremely optimistic. It does factor in Edwards coming back and no other injuries. But I can, without sounding like a crazy person, give you a best case scenario path where West Virginia finishes 500 in the conference. And here's here's what I got. And and let's be clear, this is best case scenario. So the most likely scenario, if best case is nine and nine, then the likely scenario is winning four to six. And then worst case <laughs> is is winning less than four conference games. And they're five and nine. So it's it's all of these are in play. I want to give you the most optimistic in, in a season that doesn't have a lot of optimism other than what happens after this year. So here we go. The next two are at home, and you got to win at least one of them. Come back Tuesday and beat Kansas State or win over the weekend at te- against Texas. Get one of those. The next one is probably the, of all the things I'm going to say, probably the toughest thing to do because it involves sweeping teams. And I've got two targets to sweep. Both are newcomers that are not Houston. (laughs) Sweep UCF and sweep Cincinnati. Because uh, I am predicting that Cincinnati and UCF will be in the bottom half of the Big 12. You play those teams twice. Get four wins. Figure it out. (laughs) Okay, I'm... Saying that out loud, sweeping a team in the Big 12, that sounds that sounds I I'm I'm telling you it's best case. That seems a little out there. All right. But that get now we're at five wins. Then you win at Oklahoma State. You only play them once. It's in Stillwater. You've had your success in Stillwater. Historically, all the all the names are different, right? I don't think we can lean on that, but it's possible. And Oklahoma State coming into the Big 12 conference play is is there we're looking right up to them. If we're 14, they're at 13. And they lost at home tonight or today to Baylor. Baylor went into Stillwater. West Virginia is not Baylor, but get that win. Another bottom half team. And then the next two 
things West Virginia's got to do. So that gives us that gives us six wins. Looking for three more. So you got to find two home wins that aren't UCF, Cincinnati, and one of the next two. So if you if you if this team goes wins the next two and are two and one in the Big Twelve, then you sweep UCF and Cincinnati and just find another win. And it look hard, <laughs> look hard to find that other win, but find it. That gets you to eight, and then you've got to steal another road win. And that's that's really tough sledding. I mean, think about it. West Virginia, they won two Big 12 road games last year. Two. And if you take out the 2020-2021 season where, you know, we're pandemic, uh, they're playing games, but sometimes they're empty or, or limited people in the in the building. Since the 2019-2020 season, West Virginia University basketball, you, you scratch that pandemic season, they've only won four Big 12 road wins. And so what I'm asking of this team in a best case scenario is to win four road games in a path to nine and nine. So win the same amount of road games in the Big 12 that you've won in... <laughs> that you've won in three seasons do it in one season in the season that you're that you're currently sitting five and nine all right all right i mean i'm just saying it out loud i'm I'm telling you it's the most optimistic path it's not uh okay i'm gonna the more i say it the more as a listener you would say well why do you keep telling me it's not crazy and the more times you tell me it's not crazy, it in fact proves that it is crazy. I, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a response to that. I'm just that's that's what I have in my head. So, in the in the packages, <laughs> in the Big Twelve packages, the top of the line is what I've just described: a path to nine and nine. The middle package is probably what we should expect: five to seven. Or four, okay, that, that maybe that's aggressive. Four to six Big Twelve wins, and then the the lowest package, the cheapest package, is is a is a very bleak package. But I don't want to explain those other two. I want to hit you with optimism after after a game like that, and after fourteen season fourteen games into the season, West Virginia is where they are. Unreasonable Doubt is under the Smoking Musket umbrella. There's another podcast under the Smoking Musket umbrella. West by Pod. Joel, Jordan, they talk WVU football, and they are talking about the Mayo Bowl champs. That's right. Your Duke's Mayo Bowl champion, WVU Mountaineer football team. They won nine games. Joel, Jordan, Jake Lance, all react to the Duke's Mayo Bowl win. Check out that podcast wherever you listen to this podcast, whichever platform. Go to smokingmusket.com, read the stuff, follow the X feed, go to the Discord, 
fantastic Discord where you can talk to fellow Mountaineer fans about sports and other stuff. Smoking Musket. All right, as as I'm recording, I, I look at my phone and see that Cincinnati went to Provo and beat BYU. And so you just got to – they can win at BYU, so just sweep that team. <laughs> okay, slight change. Beat Cincinnati at home, so sweep UCF, beat Cincinnati at home, and then beat BYU at home. <laughs> The next game for WVU, back in Morgantown, Tuesday, 7 p.m., ESPN+. Plus. West Virginia plays our good friends from Manhattan, the Kansas State Wildcats. Hey, that coach, he's lively, Jerome Tang. I enjoy, I enjoy his work. Kansas State, they play eight guys. So possible gas in the tank concerns. Lots of minutes for their backcourt. This is another team, amazingly. I feel like this is a broken record. Kansas State great at offensive rebounding. West Virginia getting better at defensive rebounding. They were they were not terrible today. Another test in on the glass against the Wildcats. Kansas State struggling offensively. But the defense is solid. But Kansas State's defense saying they're solid. It's not Houston's defense. Kansas State's point guard had 25 tonight in their win against UCF. 25. So if he can come to earth the next game, WVU have a bounce back game. I mean, not bouncing back from playing a defense like Houston and just like playing Houston. Playing Houston. You know in baseball where they're swinging the bat with the with the weight ring on it and then you take the ring off the bat and then it swings really fast that's that's <laughs> the the weighted ring is playing Houston <laughs> You know those strength shoes you could get in the East Bay catalog like your calves are on fire but then you run without those and you run faster People run with weighted vests and it slows them down. And then they take that vest off. They run like the wind. You see, you see what I'm saying? The game after playing a team that plays defense like Houston, it's going to feel so free. And, and Kansas State is good at defense, but they ain't doing what Houston's doing. So I'm making a bold prediction on the podcast. I think West Virginia breaks 60 in the Coliseum on Tuesday. <laughs> I hate I hate how this sounds, how optimistic I sound with, with such a low bar that I'm setting. I think West Virginia breaks 60. Like I feel good about that. Should anybody feel good about breaking 60 in college basketball besides Virginia? No. The question is, will breaking 60 be enough? We'll find out on Tuesday. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast Podcast, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. WVU for the 2023-2024 season. 
they have five wins and they have nine losses. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.